I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. Episode 199 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my man Charlie the Hustler. Yeah. Yeah. We got fucking CH, BTM, XTC, and 75 other crews. What's up, my man? How you been since the last time I spoke to you 10 minutes ago? <laughs> I've been all right. It's a, it's a little rough out there. The first snowstorm of the year, so the roads is, you know. Yeah, well, you're 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 in you're in you're in Massachusetts now. How bad how bad did it get hit? I mean, I'm in Western Mass. Um, this is like my first winter out here. Gotcha. Um, I heard that like New England. This is New England. I heard that um, they're they're treacherous with the snow and all that. Um, especially like New Hampshire. Um, yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot of snow over here. All right. Well, listen, you know, I mean, you're born and raised in Brooklyn. The, the last, the last three years, we got like no snow over here. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> we got like, I got, in, in, in Brooklyn, we got like nine inches or some shit like that. For Christmas, it's nice and all that. I moved a lot of places, man. I lived in Arizona. I lived in Florida. I liked the okay. sun. I liked, um, you know, I also... I like it all, man. That's why I bounce around, you know. I, I got you. I hear you. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll kind of go over a little, couple of things. I mean, we we're only recorded for like 10 minutes before, but you were you were born in Brooklyn, Bensonhurst, which is, a, right. a, you know, I can crawl there from where I am. I'm sitting here. I'm in, I'm in Bad Beach right now. Yeah. So, yeah, but like I said earlier, you know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, in Canarsie. I've been all over the place from Bay Ridge to Bad Beach to Bensonhurst. You know, I was in the service, so I, I was in fucking all different states. I lived in Jersey. I lived in Florida. I lived in Miami, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've, I've been all over the place, too. But I, I always find myself back home. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, a, I don't, it's kind of weird. It's like a trap. I, I It's it really hard to... Um, I don't know, man. I guess, I don't know if it's like that for other people, no matter where they're from, but I always get sucked back there. The yeah. thing is, is when I get back to New York, um, I'm going to be honest with you, man. At 20 years old, I left. Um, the environment and the people, um, I don't... I get in a lot of trouble, man, very easily. Um, especially with, like, everything gentrified and the way it is uh, and how fucking um, snotty people could be and disrespectful. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not cut out for that, man. Yeah, it was a different time, bro. Like, like again, like we were saying before, you know, we're around the same age. It's a four-year difference. You're four years younger, but it's basically the same shit. How we grew up in, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say a, a, a very special time. Dude. Yeah. You know, in the neighborhoods we grew up in 
and during that time in New York was nothing like now. It's like the place is the same, but all the people have changed. It's a completely different mentality, but something always brings me back here. But, you know, found ourselves in a lot of trouble back in the day because that's what we did. You know, there was no internet. There was, bro, I say this shit all the time, whether it's on a podcast or in regular conversation. Back in the day, in, in, in the 90s or whatever, you used to drive around or whatever, and you would you would go past any schoolyard. There'd be 100 kids in every school. Oh, yeah, man. So that's the thing. Like, when I, yeah, like. Uh, Humbleweeds no. everywhere now. No one is out. Even in the summertime, no one's even out. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I I don't. When you come from that, right? When you come from that, and real New Yorkers that are our age know know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And to today, like I don't, there's like no place for me, bro. Mm-hmm. Everything I've learned today is wrong. Um, everything. So like. You know, one time I remember going to um, Prospect Park, right? Mm-hmm. With my, my girl at the time, who had a kid. And um, the ice cream truck came. Okay. And, um, you know, the kids wanted ice cream. And they were, they were like, you know, and these, these people were like telling the ice cream, man, get, get the fuck out of here. Like, basically in a nice way. Like, we're calling the cops on you. We don't, you know, like, everything is taken away from us, man. Holidays, like. You know, Halloween was like, you know, such a, you know, I remember on, on Halloween, right? I, 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 I'm young. I'm going to, just to put it out there, I'm going to relate and I'm going to know every single story you're about to tell. And this yo, is awesome. Seven, seven years old, right? I come out with my shaving cream, my eggs. Yep. I walk to the corner of the block. I see two kids, right? This kid, Musk and PJ, they're on top of a city bus, right? They jump down. They walk across the street, they grab a fish from the fish stand, they like smack a Hispanic Jew with it. Some Puerto Rican kids come in, they take their hat off, they smash an egg on their fucking head. Yeah. You know, vans were pulling up with paintball guns. Like it was, it was, you know, and I'm, yo, look, man, that I'm so happy to be from that. But like I said, that, that, that type of like, um, stuff that was um, instilled in me does not get you far in life and it gets me jammed up all the time and I can't shake it, bro. It's not something I could turn off. It's who I am. So I've been in all this therapy. I've, um, you know, did a lot of self-work and um, I'm I'm just fucking skating by man i i can't it's it's hard it's hard to swim in 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 this environment sure without a doubt i mean even even like there was no such thing as like political correctness there was no such thing as any of that so it's like you can't even like say something in a joking way that could be considered of everything is offensive nowadays. It's fucking bro. Listen, I got fucking a twelve foot sand outside my house right now. Yeah, to be offensive, like no one, you're not even allowed to fucking like say Merry Christmas then. And that nah, listen, I say Merry fucking Christmas. Yo, I everything, everything is all good, bro. What what happened? Yo, I mean this this thing with like um, 
Oh, I could go into like genders and 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 gender oh, identification. It's, oh, it's a and shit. Like, no. You know, like um, you know, we're at the point now where you can identify as anything. I can I'm identify a today. I'm a T one. I'm a T one thousand Terminator tonight. Yo, man, it's it's you know like there, there's certain people that are born and they really feel like they're someone else. That sure. that's under that's understandable. It's right. it's but it's a rare thing. It's not like nowadays. You know, you could I, identify. I don't even know what to, um, how to address. Like, I go and get prints made of, like, my artwork. And I go in there and, like, you know, it's like a dude. But a girl. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to, like, you. It's, it's a fucking, bro. It's a, it's, it's a mind fuck. It's so crazy, bro. And yeah. everything is so, so offensive that you could like, you could like, you know, with the internet and everything today, that you could make a general mistake of just from not being like aware of their sub fucking culture, whatever it is. Yeah. And you could, and you could ruin your life over that. They could put you on blast on, on Facebook yeah. and then you're some fucking... You yeah. know, some some you know hurtful guy that yeah, because like, everything you know, yeah, because everything is completely taken out of context. Everything. It's like you'll read something like Bill Bird, a comedian will say it's like you'll yeah, read yeah. something, and it, it, it'll go through your eyes, through your brain. It'll go through the filter in your brain and mix in with your childhood, and then come out of your mouth and completely distort and 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 fuck up what I initially was saying and it becomes something other than it was. Yeah. One out of proportion and it's nonsense, bro. That's why, like, when I'm online, I'll post, I just, I post 90% of it is podcast shit and, like, some music shit. That's it. I don't get involved. I don't have the time for that shit. Yeah. I'm a 45-year-old man with a fucking child. High school was a long time ago, brother. Yeah. I have no time for those games. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take it back to Brooklyn, bro. Let's take, let's take it, back. it back. Let's take it back. All right. So you grew up, you like like we said, you grew up in Bensonhurst. Where about in Bensonhurst? I'm from 18th Avenue and 62nd Street. Right, I'm on 28th Avenue right now between Cropsey and Troll Parkway right now. Yeah, I know all about it. Yes, sir. Scissors Bay Bazaar used to be right there, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Now there's a good, where, where the Toys R Us was, it's, it's going to be a target. Yeah, I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese there as a kid and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. So now, a lot of people may or may not know you as being a, a fucking graffiti artist, a vandal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. What? What? I, I, bro. Everyone knows that listens or watches. I don't ask any questions, but there's a couple questions I have to ask. Um. Like. What was it like? How old were you, and what was it that made you grab a can and go out there and 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 kill shit? Bro, listen to this, man. I'm all ears. My my story is is a little unique, I would say, considering um, when I when I what put it like this: I wrote graffiti for as long as I could remember, right? Okay. So when I was a child, young, four, five, six, right? There was a corner store. It was called Dial, 62nd Street, 18th Avenue. Okay. There was a spade on the wall. Okay. And it said spade written out in it, right? But it was written like the only way I could say is like wicked. You know, it looked different. It was like sharp and it said spade. It was really dope. Okay. 
And I was mesmerized by it. I was I was mesmerized by it. So I used to ask my mother, like, what is this? Um, that she used to say, like, hey, you know, it's nothing. And um, I was um, so, like, man, I, uh, it's very... <sighs> I, I was I was captivated by, by that, and um, I started to pay attention to the writing on the walls. Right now, even as an adult, right, I don't understand because a lot of people don't even see it. But I don't understand how you could have writing on the corner of your block, anything, and not like read it right. or identify symbols. Right. So the thing about it is, when I was young and I seen that spade on the corner of my block. And I thought I was going on this big trip to like Coney Island, which I thought was very far at the time. Right. And then I got to Coney Island and I seen the same spade. Ah. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck is like, what is this thing? Yeah. You know, like, what is this symbol? What does that mean? And, um, you know, so that started very early now, you know, I'm from, I'm from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. So a lot of the kids were listening to like, um, you know, freestyle music, Lisa Lisa, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, my parents were like into Led Zeppelin and shit like that. Okay. So that was always playing like records, yeah. um, men at work, like all the all all that type of stuff, um, which was very um it's beautiful music and I appreciate it today. Yeah. Um, I can tell you off the rip, I heard um okay, so I remember as a baby, um, my favorite song was uh, Cypress Hill. We did it was Duke of Earl. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. So that that was the first. And then um, I had a a Donna Summers record. Okay. Um, I'm not mad at any of that. Yeah. So, um, and then I found Michael Jackson. Okay. Okay. So with Michael Jackson, I became obsessed to the point where I went to dancing school to dance like him. I loved Michael Jackson. I remember I, I, I'm talking about very young, like five, six. I asked my mother if Michael Jackson was going to die one day. She said, yeah, and I cried for like days. Oh, my God. Um, Charlie the Hustler became a moonwalking master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what happened Heavy. from that was, I'm happy you said that, is that um, I um, I seen like Beach Street. Of course. And that that was it. I started break dancing, um, and uh, I was totally so. It started with with that. It started with um the first album I ever bought. Like as a kid, they give you a couple of dollars of record record store in my corner. I bought um Run DMC Raising Hell. Of course. And then I bought um Eric B and Rakim. Yeah. Um, Public Enemy, and I was um, what what I'm saying this to say say that. No one put me on to this shit. Okay. No one put me on. You I found it all on your friends. own. I, I fucking, you know, these were the things that I seen. I fell in love with. But the thing about this is that I stayed true to this when my neighborhood was like really racist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, graffiti was illegal. Uh, I never... I never fucking gave it up I, and I stayed with it and and um I made a lot of uh I made my life very hard. Yeah. There's from, consequences when it comes to that shit. Go from on. going against the grain like you're Italian and you're bumping fucking 
public enemy in the house. Um, look, you're outraged graffiti. It's, it has nothing to do with white and black. It has nothing because Italians think they're better than Irish. Right. Irish think they're better than German. It's yes. every fucking race thinks they're better than each other. Right. So it's not like a color fucking thing because right. we had, you know, uh, uh, you know, like the mafia, everybody. We had our black dudes. We have, it's always been that way. And, yeah. and there's always like, you know, it's always, New York's a mixed crowd. So um, like real Southern race shit, I don't know about. No, no. I, I have to tell you, growing up in New York, like somebody called me a fucking crack or something. It's like almost like you laugh. It's not like, yeah, it's not a thing. Like, fuck you, you know. And they're like, fuck you too. <laughs> and then like you go to the bar, they're there, and like then you're chilling and you go to their house. It's like you know, no, it's not, it's not that deep, man. And, and no, um, no. I lived a lot of places where that where it was, and um, I went to Arizona prison. And um, when we talk about segregation and the whites and the Mexicans and the blacks, and you have to stick to your race. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm a very lucky person because I fucked with everybody. Yeah. And um, I, I, yeah, people just let me rock. I guess it's just the way I carry myself. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm a loving guy, right? So I have a reputation for, for um, I'm like somebody you want on, on your team. Right. If, if there's something, but I'm a deep thinker. I pay attention. Sure. I'm very observant. I, if, you know, I think about people's families and is this person worth it? What condition are they in their state of mind? Do yeah. they deserve a fucking. A pass. Do they deserve, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do they deserve a pass? And most people do. Yeah. Most right. people deserve a pass. Yeah. And if I would have, um, you know, I've been blessed, man. If I would have paid the full price for some of the decisions I made, um, I know that now it would have been a real sad story because I am a really great guy and I help. All I do with people that know me, um, you know, I'm all for the kids and I help. Um I don't want to get too deep into, but you know, I own six halfway houses and I, I did it like for free. And I wanted um, people to send their kids to me and be like, send them to Charlie here, whip them into shape, you know? And I wanted to, I wanted, you, you, really, know, I you, wanted, you, you, you own six halfway houses right I now? I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. I did. And um, you know what the saying is nice guys finish last. I wasn't um, cutting corners or doing um, things that uh, other successful people did to make it. And I winded up, you know, getting squeezed, uh, squeezed out because, uh, you know, I have integrity, man. And, you know, that, you know, the bottom line is there's a plan for me. God got a plan for me. Right now I'm 41 years old and I, and I, I never stopped writing graffiti and it's starting to pay off for me now. Um, I do make a, 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 a living from it. Right. Um, there was three things I wanted to be in life, right? Okay. I wanted to be a famous graffiti writer. I wanted to be in movies. And I wanted to write a book. Okay. So I accomplished the graffiti thing. I'm writing a book now. And uh, I was in a movie. and It's a B film. It's called Here One Minute. Um, it came out in 2015. Um, but, you know... Uh, I'm chasing my acting career now. And um, I feel like, you know, like a lot of people, 
you know, compare me to Joe Pesci. So I'd like to be like a modern day Joe Pesci. Okay. And, and you know, I, you know, there's not there's not too many of us left, man. So no, we're us us like true New York, like like there's so many people that really don't talk like us. Any there's there's it's it's completely fucking different, dude. It's like you're a fucking rare breed, which. It's that, that's why I feel like I could talk to you about all, all this shit because I completely fucking, you know, I fucking identify with everything that you're saying. So, I mean, like, same here. It's like, I remember, I was never, I did I did a couple episodes with a few graffiti. Oh, by the way, Tommy Rebel, you know Tommy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was on the phone with him earlier today. He told me, he knew that I was recording with you. He wanted me to tell you what's up. Okay, so you know what's funny about that guy, Tommy Rebel? <laughs> yeah. He knows me. I lived, I lived, he lived in Bay Ridge. I lived in Bensonhurst, but I was like fucking... Bro, so he's still, he's, he's still in Bay Ridge. I was fucking at his house as a little kid, like writing in his train station. I was like, you know, he knows me from a baby. Like, like I said, I've been writing forever. Yeah. But yeah, Tommy knows me before anybody fucking knows me. Man. Yeah. Tommy's good people, man. So he is. Yeah. So, so I, I, I did three episodes with that dude. There's three of them on here with him. I got to You know what? I got to check it out because I went through, um, <clears throat> when you t- asked me to be on the show, obviously I went to go look at what you did. I didn't find much on YouTube. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I hit my boy up. I started. Like, well, I started the YouTube thing once the virus thing hit. It was always face to face audio only. Yeah. So he he said, "Check out his SoundCloud," and I went on your SoundCloud and I seen like you had Havoc from Mob Deep. Yeah. And um, that was face to face. That was bugged out to do. Well, let me tell you something about that because. I feel like like I, I'm like the white prodigy, right? So I have <laughs> prodigy has been my favorite rapper, yeah, since like '94. Okay, I have yeah. this documented. Like I've done other interviews, like before he passed and everything. Yeah. and I always say his name, Prodigy from Bob Deep. He is he was the best rapper in the world to me. Now right. I know there's nice, there's all different types, of course. But Prodigy, yeah, he's up there. He's up there I for listen, me too. I listen to your havoc. Uh, podcast, but I seen the resume of the people that you had, right? And I listened to, so I listened to Joseph John, John Joseph? John Joseph. That guy. (laughs) I was so, I never, listen, I don't, nothing captivates me. I don't make it through, like, even Breaking Bad to see, like, I don't make it through nothing. Right. I couldn't turn that guy off. Like, that guy... There's two episodes I, with him. You should listen. There's two different ones. Yeah, I listened to one. I couldn't shut it off. And, like, you know, that... Um, I feel like like a twin with that dude. You know, like... Yeah. I, I love... A lot of people think I'm a hardcore dude because I'm covered in tat- head-to-toe with tattoos. But um, I'm not. I'm like a hip-hop head. So I didn't know too much about the Cro-Mags and all that. Um, but I love that guy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so like, like, you know, like I was saying, like I had, I had several, you know, a few graffiti people on, and um, it's like I, I, oh. I said it, everyone. It's like I'm, I, I, I never, I never went out and really bombed. Like nothing to even talk about. I listened to the OJ one on on your shit. Yeah, OJ shit. Now OJ's the man. He's fucking yeah. same yeah. story, right? We like uh, OJ. I'm close with, right? Yeah. But I listened to his podcast. He um brought me back. Like it's hard for people to like hit a nerve. That yeah. kid had had my nerves the whole time. Like 
Um, OJ's interview was was amazing. Yeah. yeah, there's two. There's two with him as well. There's yeah, two, yeah, there's two. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, so it's like I always said, like I, I don't, I don't claim to be a graffiti writer, nothing, but I grew up. I, I always liked to draw, and as a little kid, I was always drawing all the time, doodling here and there, and just in the environment that I grew up in, in the high school, and even like element, even from elementary school, junior high school, and high school, two different high schools, one in Canarsie and then one in Ozone Park. It's like I met all these other dudes who. We're either into hip hop, we're into hardcore, into like metal, because I like a lot of metal and stuff. And and I wound up hanging out with and becoming close with a whole bunch of different graffiti writers. So like I said, like I wasn't involved as far as going out and bombing. Yeah. Really. But I always loved the subculture of it. I loved that it was grimy. I loved that there was risk involved. I always, even still to this day, I take the train back and forth to the city for work every day. I'm always looking in the tunnels. I'm always looking. So I know, you know what I'm saying? So, and I've seen your shit fucking forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like for normal people that, that listen to this, I don't think um, gra- graffiti is like, everybody hates it, right? People see you doing it. They like want to kill you. So this is something that I've done that's cost me, um, you know, people like, you know, most people stop at, you know, they do it at 14. They go a couple years. They yeah. stop. Um, could you imagine like my mother when I'm like 25, that I'm 30, that I'm 35, that I'm 40 and I'm going out in the middle of the night writing graffiti. If I get bagged, they they send me because I've been you know caught so many times. They're putting me away for months, year, whatever it is. I'm losing my crib. I'm losing my girl. I'm losing my clothes. Everything that I fucking worked for. I'm coming out to nothing. I mean, gra- graffiti. The, a real graffiti writer. Um, you know, there's no profit involved. It's really even though I make a couple dollars, that's that's not. It don't weigh. You know, the pay for, you know, it's very rare someone makes money from graffiti. I make it more because um people like me as a person and my personality yeah. um, and they want to support and like see me make it. Sure. You know, there's a lot of fucking haters, but there's also people that just like, Charlie, I just, I buy the fucking thing and I want to see you um, pay your phone bill this month. Like people don't want to see me um drown because yeah. people witnessed me through the internet and everything um, go through very hard times and they see me do well. And then they seem when I'm doing well, that like, well, ain't too good for me. Like, right. you know, having a low paying job and struggling and not making the whole rent like that, you know, so um, I'm really trying to, uh, you know, like make a life for myself like maybe acting and like I said and stuff like that to where my ta- my my personality and stuff could be used. I should be in movies like Training Day or like you know I should be because I'm the real deal, bro. So you know I should I should be like profiting from from uh being this, you this life of hardship. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean I feel everybody should. I feel like most graffiti right. I'm not a person that um. Like, I'm all love, bro. I want to see everybody, like, come up. And, you know, there's a lot of ill dudes out there. They're still around. I want to say a lot. You know, they're hard to find. But, you know, they deserve to eat, you know. And there's enough of fucking money in the world where everybody can eat. Damn right. You know what I mean? This house is in Florida, right? 
that blows my mind. They're fucking castles. Yeah. Castles, right? Yeah. Castles, bro. And these people live there fucking two weeks out of the year. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot, there's enough to go around, man. And I got to get to that bag, bro. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. You and me, you and me both. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You and me both. Yeah. I'm fucking I, I like your chair, bro. You got a nice chair, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. I, I did three episodes. Do you ever hear of the rapid diabolic? Yeah, I did three episodes. That's my boy, right? So like yeah. I did four episodes with him. The last one I did was on Zoom. As soon as he pops on, it's the first thing he says. He's like, "Yo, you look like you're in your grandmother's house." With <laughs> I don't know. I like- brought up the chair. I don't know. It's my computer chair. I hear you. Yeah. So now, so now. All right, so you found all the, all this stuff on your own, and now who was the first people that like? How did you meet up, and who who were the first people that you went out bombing with? Well, the kids that I went out writing with, like, let me tag along. They were, so the kids that wrote in my neighborhood were uh, so you're four years older than me, right? So right. they so the kids that were doing it were like four years older than me. Right. Um, but they, um, I grew up on that block, so they cared and loved me, I guess, you know, like can't, you know, they know me, you know, my whole life. So, um, I was a person that tagged along. Um, I have to say, um, neighborhood wise, there was a kid Musk, M-U-S-K. Um, I could go on about, um, in, in my eyes, like he was like God to me as a kid, you know? He was a really interesting dude. He still is. I'm so happy he's alive because a lot of people died. Yeah. And he's still out there. So um, he let me, um, he would give me a can of paint. He was like a fucking real, when I said definition of a knucklehead, he was the definition of a knucklehead. He would love to give me a can of paint and fucking go run on the train tracks. He was reckless, you know? Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I used to I'd go with them to the schoolyard and, uh, you know, they would let, they, you know, they weren't paying attention to me. I, I would try to do some, you know, I didn't know colors then. Like I was writing on a brown wall with a can of blue and shit, you know? Right. Yeah. But um, then I kind of met people that were, uh, I met Dusa, this kid Dusa, another whole kid I could write a book about. They were called HDD, Hoods Doing Damage. Okay. Now, <laughs> so, now, did you start off writing CH? That was the first right off the rip? Uh, well, I got suspended three times in the fifth grade for graffiti. <laughs> so I wrote someone, uh, the kid Dusa gave me the tag, Sten, S-T-E-N. I went into the bathroom. I used to take the inside of the markers out sure. and fucking destroy the bathroom. I got suspended, right? I would go back with the mark all over my hand, like, what? And then um, <laughs> and then I switched it up. I wrote Stir after I got caught, S-T-E-R. And I went to the bathroom. I used to climb on top of the toilets, destroy the bathroom. Yeah. And I got suspended again. So. The kid, uh, Musk, he writes M-U-S-K-A-B. Um, I was writing my initials, right? And um, he says, you can't write your initials because somebody else got that name. Right. So I was like, damn. He was like, you know, why don't you write like T-H, like your father's initials? And I was like, nah. And then he was like, why don't you write your mother's na- initials, C-H? And like you know, I don't know. I just like the way it sounded. C-H. I was like, yeah. And um, I started to fuck around, like, in the couple 
you know, the, the, I, we used to hang on the train station a couple blocks away and destroy the train station and play on the train tracks. And, um, I wrote CH and, uh, I felt honored because it was my mother's name. So I, so I write my mother's name, but growing up, that wasn't cool. So right. if I told you, oh, what's that mean? I couldn't say like my mother's <laughs> name because then you'd be right. a mama's boy and get abused for that. Yeah. So um, I made up other aliases um, that switched a lot. And as I got older, um, somebody named me Charlie Hustle, right? Now, I don't know anything about sports. I didn't know who Pete Rose was. I, right. To me, Charlie Hustle was E-40, right? right. So <laughs> um, people started calling me Charlie Hustle. And I didn't agree to it. I didn't disagree with it. But it kind of caught on. So right. my, my name became Charlie Hustle. And uh, it spread like wildfire a little bit because I would travel to other boroughs and everything. And people like started calling me Charlie Hustle. But the thing I liked about it is, right, is that People assumed my name was Charlie. Got you. So people started selling, saying, hey, Charlie, hey, Charlie. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker don't know my name. So I, I felt like I could get away with certain things or, you know, do things. And which is not true because you right. know, he wants. Yeah. Uh, you, but you think him a chore. Like, oh, I could fuck commit a crime and nobody would know. They think it's Charlie. But right. um, Charlie really, Charlie, uh, I took a liking to that. And, um, you know, I just, I became a Charlie. Like I, I almost right. changed my name legally, but, uh, I'm not going to do that because, uh, coming to my senses and, um, Charlie is, um, an alter ego, right? Gotcha. There's a difference. I'm not, uh, I don't want to be Charlie all the time. Right. Right. Um, Charlie has to stay in his place. Charlie has to be kept under wraps. <laughs> Charlie has to be well well supervised. Right. There you yeah. go. You gotta yeah. keep an eye on Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I so I so I'm trying to uh, as an adult now and as a person that's not selfish, right? I have I have um a, a beautiful girlfriend I love very much. She has a child. Um you know, somebody fucked me over recently, right? Did some really foul to me, right? A couple, couple of people actually, just, just some grimy, dirty shit. And um, yo, straight up, I'll fucking kill you, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if you do something foul, I will stick a fucking knife in your neck. Right. I will fucking stab you forty-seven times, catch the death penalty, get to jail, and right. kill a CO. Right. Yeah, right. That's that's like what fucking you know what I mean? Yeah. But I do that. Right. Who we hurt? We hurt myself. Yeah. What's going to happen to. So I do something. I retaliate. Right. The retaliation is going to come back. Right. To who? Maybe not to me, but maybe to her, maybe to the kid. Yeah. Right. So I don't think I, I think like. I have to be mindful. Right. And I have to practice being mindful every day of everything that I'm saying, of who I'm inviting in my life, sure. who I'm talking to, what music I'm listening to, what movies I'm watching. This shit all shapes your mood, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, I listen to Mob Deep every single day. 
from 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 a kid, right? Now I listen to West Side Gun. I love West Side Gun, right? right. Benny the Butcher, they're dope and all that, but West Side Gun's like my dude, right? right. And he's always like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I catch myself. Like, I'm ready. This kid did something the other day, and I wanted to boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah. you know, I, and it's, it's like, listen, I'm not that easily influenced, so I didn't do it. Right. But but these are like the thoughts that come, right? And I never acted out on them, and I, I never, but I mean, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a hurtful guy. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody's, all the people that get affected from poor decision-making. Yep. I, I don't, I want love for people, man. I want, um, I want people to feel genuine love, right? Yeah. And, and, and like, I want uh, to be kind to people and I want to be of help and I want to like be of service. And this ain't no fucking rehab bullshit. In my heart, I want people to have a good experience with Charlie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want them to help others, like, on some pay-it-forward shit. Um, people weren't very nice to me growing up. So we're getting to graffiti, right? And, like, when I was writing graffiti, my idols, right, they weren't um, kind to me, right? They weren't kind to me. They Mike shit on me. They, they, um, I'll tell you this, tell you, tell you this story. Um, I'm, I'm at Cost, the writer that writes Cost, C-O-S-T, right? Sure. Like course and and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just like Prodigy is my favorite uh, rapper. Like Revs is, you know, obviously one of my favorite writers. And course, course is though I like Revs more, but whatever. Right. But I met Cost, right? And that was like kind of like a big deal to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, he was like, first of all, he was, he's an older man. And I was, I was a kid. Yeah. I was like a 17-year-old. Yeah. So he was a jerk off to me, right? Yeah. So now I'm thinking, like, what type of guy would would um make a little kid uncomfortable and, and treat him treat him like made me feel like unwanted and and you know. But anyway, right? That I, happens I, to me. Years later, I become I, I blossom and I become somebody, right? Right. And now everybody knows who the fuck I am, right? Right. So somebody asked me if I could do cost a favor. So I say, like, now this is an opportunity where I can say, man, fuck that guy or whatever, right? Right. But I go, yeah, of course. I'll do that. You know, I'll help him out. You were like the, you were the bigger man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I said, you know, that's just back, back in the day, whatever. The dude does the same thing I do. Um, I, re I respect him and, and uh, I help him out. So I, so I leave with him right now and, and we get to the corner, right? And we're waiting, right? This has nothing to do with me. I didn't have to do this. I made a fucking play for him, a move. You know what I mean? That, that disrupted my fucking night. And um, I'm standing on the corner with him, right? And it's like, it's, it's dead silent. Um, just kind of stand there. So I was like, yo, man, I was like, what's up? What's, what's new and exciting, man? What's going on? And he looked at me and he was like, Pfft. like, you know, like that. And oh, I was like, no, I was like, what motherfucker? So there, there was another kid walking up that knows me. So he like broke it up a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this dude, man. But um, that, that you know, like what, what now I'll tell you this, man, right? 
without graffiti, you take graffiti away from me, right? Right. I'm still an ill motherfucker, man. <laughs> right? I got a lot going for me. Right. There's a lot of fire in this heart, <laughs> bro. There's a lot of move making. There's a lot of shit that right. I got that, that, you know, people fuck with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you took graffiti away from that dude, you'd have like a depressed fucking, uh, like a fucking, bro, yeah. a hollow shell of a human, man. There's, these people, they, they graffiti guys are very funny because they act all high and mighty and shit and secretive and, and like all the shit. I'm like, bro, like, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. And that this might be disrespectful, but most of the people that write graffiti and are really good at it are fucking losers, bro. Right. Okay. Right? They live <laughs> in their mom's crib at fucking 40, 50. They, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. fucking, they don't really have that much time. So yeah, you have time to write graffiti, my man. You could go out and you could fucking be a derelict and you could fucking get arrested and mommy's going to, you're not going to lose your crib. You know, like, so the people that are really up and really dope at it, most of them, they, they um, don't have a lot going for them. Right. Right. And, um, and that, that's on many different levels. Right. So you could have like, you know, what you see, but you go you're like inside and mentally and spiritually, they, 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 you know, they're artists in general. Right. Yeah. Musicians, anyone that does art. Comes from like a broken place. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And um, there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of trauma. And um, I know this and I'm, um, I try to combat that with positivity and like love. And, and um, I talk to um, a lot of people. Uh, I talk to about the people that do know me and graffiti. I talk to all, everyone that messages me, man, I talk to them right. and I don't, I don't guide them. I don't, I don't, um, I try to help them make healthy decisions, man. I don't, I don't, um, misguide the youth, bro. Right. I, I don't misguide them. I, I, um, I don't want people to suffer from, from poor decision-making, man. So as a kid, like, well, you know, when people write on a wall, right? And you're writing dusty, let's smoke dust. Right. Who's who's looking at that, bro? Right. Fucking 14 year old, that little kid. Then they think that's cool. Right. And, and you know, like I, I watched the message that I send, man. And um, you know, I, I don't I'm 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 careful of of like what I'm promoting, man. Right. You know what I mean? I understand I, that. Yeah. I, understand I don't that. I don't wear negative clothing. I don't wear hats to say fuck you on it. I, I you know, um but anyway, back back to people. There was a, there's a lot of people that, that treated me poorly, man. And um I, I don't treat people that way because it's just um not nice and you never know who somebody's gonna be later on in life, man. You're damn right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Shit. So now uh, I have to ask it because, you know, I mean, I don't know what your status is with any of these people, but like, how did you come across and how did you go out and start bombing with J.A. and them? Um, the, all right. So I got a funny story for you. Um, Everybody has a funny J.A. story. Who knows them? <laughs> well, yeah, we, we get we get into that. But um, like how how um, 
like where my life changed and where I began to learn um what what um like like ancient ancient <laughs> hidden knowledge and shit was like from ancient Chinese secrets. Yeah, like 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 you know it's an energy. Like when I when I began to like taking that energy from real motherfuckers, right? Which I was searching for. I wanted mentors. I wanted to, um, you know, be um, a part of, of certain people. And, um, you know, this guy w- was a part of those certain people. He happened to love me off the rip, right? So I kind of, I got a funny story. Um, I was going really hard, right? So I was... Um, I was I was I was I was going very hard in the motherfucking pain, right? Right. But I lived in an isolated area. I lived in Staten Island, right? So I had no one around me to validate me, right? So I was doing all this shit, but I but I was like, I had no one to say like, "Wow, Charlie, like I see you everywhere. Like what the fuck? Right. Like I didn't have no one to 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 do that, right? Right. So. I'm out driving around and I, um, you know, Wu-Tang, the Wu-Wear store, right? Of course. I lived on Staten Island. There was a kid that wrote Sems, S-E-M-Z. Um, he's, he's dead now. Rest in peace. But, but Sems had something on top of the Wu-Wear roof. And he had an outline. So for people that don't know, an outline is like the inside's empty. So in the rules of graffiti, you could go over that with something that's filled in. So it's like a two color could go over the one color. And um, so I took advantage of that opportunity (laughs) and I did did the wu-wei roof and, um, you know, that's problem. So um, Sems was good friends with this dude Gano, Gano D. He's a Wu Tang dude. Yes, he's a of course. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he's a really dope fucking dude, man. Yeah. Um, he did that whole Wu Tang m- mural that's over there. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's done a lot of great things, and he's very, very. He has his own shit, his own style. He's very unique. Um, he's as a man, uh, the way he carries himself as a man. Uh, I respect him a lot. Uh, that's another person who like never, you know, that's somebody I wanted to, to like me and shit, but um, I met him a couple of times. He pays no attention to me. He don't care about me. Right. But um, <laughs> I feel like he should, you know what I mean? But uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> What's up, Gatto? <laughs> I just recently seen a truck with his, shit, with his shit on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he does. He um, uh, See, a lot of the things, a lot of the things when I was coming up, the reason why Gatto didn't like me is because he didn't like the people I was affiliated right gotcha yeah but the people that i was affiliated with were giving me that validation gotcha so they loved graffiti so if they were suckies and they were herbs i didn't care i was like i felt like a father figure like yo don't worry i got you you love graffiti i love graffiti let's just like make let's put that work out there right you know yeah but anyway so i'm driving with my friend to to uh take pictures of shit i did right and I'm driving, and we see all these dudes at a wall, right? They're all painted. They're doing, like, you know, pieces. 
So I, I tell my boy, like, yo, pull over. Let's go check this out. So we hop out the car, and um, there's a bunch of dudes painting, and um, they ask me, they go, yo, what do you write? And um, I'm like, CH. And I seen Sam's and Gano, like, what? They looked at me. Ah. And, um, you know, they started to approach me. And um, Gano, and I felt like he was doing, like, most of the, like, talking, like, kind of. And he was like, yo, why'd you go over that? And I was like, because fillings go over outlines. Right. And, like, you've seen, like, he, he wanted to punch me in the face so bad. i seen him clench his fist. He wanted to, like, snuff me. But DG was at the wall. Now, DG is a legend. This is the guy that, like, you know, DG's at the wall, and he hears them say CH, and he looks at me. He smiles ear to ear. He comes over, like, you don't give a fuck what's going on. He's like, yo, bro, I see you doing all this shit. I love your shit, right? Nice. And, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know who he was. Okay. Right? So I, I don't know, but the, he was like, you're with me. Like, put my head in his armpit. He pulled me across the street. And um, he became my friend. And he was a lot older than me, too. But then I started. So when I met DG, um, at the time, my brain couldn't, like, comprehend, like, what was happening. It's like, you know, if somebody, you know, you meet, like, an, an OG and, like, you just don't understand. Like, your brain, my mind wasn't there. But right. by me being around him, um, like I said, I was... I started to learn um, what real, authentic, heartfelt graffiti was. He taught, started teaching me how to blend colors. Um, and he also, he loved hanging out with me. So me and DJ didn't paint that much because when we got together, we partied a lot. Right. But I started to party with DG. Now, when a lot of people know this, some might, might not, I was very, 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 close to dg right dg loved me very fucking much yeah and i loved him very fucking much and um we had our own um real relationship because we were real with each other so it's not like "Ah, i'm gonna go out and paint and act a fool like i knew dg see me cry i seen him cry i lived in his house for years over years i know dg a long time yeah. So I, I know all everything. Yeah. And um, so I started, I, you know, I was around DG a lot. Um, and uh, DG gave me the confidence um, because, you know, you can be really good at something. But if you don't have the confidence, you like you won't sell. You won't do well. Right. You know, yeah. so he started to like um, kind of like give me a positive like accolades and shit and um kind of like made me feel important um and then he's he introduced me um so on fourth of july 2009 a lot of people think i know jay if ever i don't um i i did idolize him as a kid and i uh doing graffiti still because you can't you know um let me tell you something i met Everyone pretty much there is to me, right? And uh, I, I don't want to say, like, I heard, was, was it you? That, you know, people don't live up to, uh, to the image. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, J.A. does. So J.A., when I tell you J.A. is the truth, yeah. with, with graffiti, yeah. when I tell you that J.A. is the truth, yeah. he yeah. is everything you expect he will be, that, that's who he is. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing because it's very rare. Yeah. yeah. So he is, he's like a machine. Um, that's how I, that's how I envision it. I never met the guy, but I've been seeing, and I know the stories and I know the beefs and I know that dude, it, he's a machine. The day that I met, it was the it's not normal. It's not normal. It's, it's effortless to have. That's what I mean. It's like, you know, some people, you know, like Jay-Z raps on the top of his head. It's a fucking hit. That's like him with that. You know what I mean? So um, I met him 4th of July, 2009. And, and I say this with, with all my heart. I had a, um, a special events in my life. That was like the greatest day of my life. Um, it was the most fun I ever had. Um, the most, uh, well, I felt like I fit in. Like when it was, it was me. J.A., D.G., and Topper. And Topper's like my brother. Um, it was like a family. It was a very um, magical moment for me because I found, I found, felt like I found my place. Um, unfortunately, um, well, let me tell you. So, I, yeah, did I finish the, the story? Anyway, yeah, so I met D.G. I was going back to the wall, but we finished that. Okay. Um, Do we have a fucking vape, bro? Mm-hmm. Fucking blow clouds, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is what it's come uh, down to, bro. After all uh, the things bro. in my life, this is what it comes down to. This and golf. Uh, yep. So, um, after <laughs> I meet JA, um, I wind up getting stabbed 17 times, man. Really? Yes. Um, I got stabbed 17 times like buying a dime of weed, bro. Um, that's why I tell kids, like, you never know what the fuck is going to happen, man, because I cop drugs before, man. I used to go uptown. I used to cop dust every day for years. But Eddie, Coke, crack, Eddie? all that. Yeah. 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 116 yeah. Lennox. I've been yeah. there. No, oh, forget it. Right. Yeah. But I did all these dangerous things. Sure. I did a lot of dangerous things on a daily basis. This time I went out, la, 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 go to buy a bag of weed. And I get to an argument with the dude. And, um, you know, we stab each other to death. You know what I mean? I died, bro. And I got stabbed in my eye. My eye was out of my head. My cheekbone was broken. My face was caved in. I got stabbed in my, I don't know, you can't see, but. You know what I mean? I got stabbed in my fucking eye, bro. My temple twice here. My temple there. My heart. Both my hands, bro. I can't open my fucking hand. You know what I mean? I have no feeling and I'm like, the snow is like killing me today. It it makes my hands feel very cold. But, um, you know, I I got stabbed really bad, bro. I'm very lucky to be alive. But, Damn. The, Damn. The point, fuck, man. The, yeah, fuck yeah, man. You're, you're lucky to be alive. There's a lot of other shit that happened to me, too. But, I mean, that that was like, that should have put me out. But um, J.A. came to the hospital to donate blood for me, bro. 
Wow. So he met me that time. And then like, um, I think I met him in July. So January, I seen him at, at DG's house. Like one, like we didn't hang out long, hang out and drink some beers or whatever. But months later I get stabbed and he, and he, he, um, you know, I don't want to say I heard, I heard he was very hurt by me getting stabbed and he, he felt it and he cared about me and he came to donate blood. Wow. So, um, what could you say, you know, to something like that? So after that, he took me in. Um, I lived at his crib. And uh, well, most people know this. I know me. I'm an alcoholic, right? And I drink 24 hours a day. And I get really obnoxious. And I get really disrespectful. Yep. Same here. When, when I was when I was drinking, I'm sober now, almost a little over six years. I was the same way. So one night, I just you know I played myself. I, I um I, I made some bad decisions. I, I I was like you know drunk. I left the stove on. I went outside. I fucking cooked in a pan like. You know that I, I shouldn't been cooking in, but you know at these times you you don't realize like when you when you don't really have nothing you don't understand, and somebody spends a lot of fucking money on a pan or something like that, and you destroy it in one use. You know, like you know, I pissed him off, bro, yeah. and like I didn't understand. My brain wouldn't wouldn't let me understand, man. So, um, he always like. He had love for me and he loved me. And I always got his, you know, people tell me like, oh, you know, this guy last night, he loves you. And I'd be like, damn, you know, like he don't talk to me. But recently um, we we met up again and and um, we kicked it. And um, we always been friends like through, you know, but not not as like like we should have been. Um, I, like I said, you know, I made decisions that affected my life. And it's not, you know, um, I don't really, you know, like there's certain types of friends. There's friends that um, some friends ain't for every aspect of your life, you know, and sure. and to, to be hanging around um, people that are actively living a certain lifestyle that I myself can't take part in. Right. I got to kind of stay away. Of course. Because um, I have a lot more to lose than most people. Um, I'm not the type of person that when I get put in handcuffs, they don't let me go. I don't get a bail. Um, they do, you know? So, um, I'm kind of tired of, um, again, I don't know if we are talking about this, but like graffiti is like, you want, um, like the consequences, as you get an adult, the consequences outweigh the oh, pleasure. fuck yeah, of course. Right? Man. So for people to come up to me and be like, oh, CH, I seen you did fucking uh, new things on the West Side Highway. Right. Or, you know, uh, to me fucking going to jail and getting my face buck 50 in Rikers Island. Right. Like, to impress this fucking idiot that's telling me he loves my shit, that means right. nothing to me. Right. And meanwhile, I'm hurting hurting people that love me. Like I'm kind of over that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm still a part of the community. Um, I want to, um, I want to do well, and I want to take those people 
and I want to give them a platform to where they could be successful. So like, um, I have my eyes open to always pull people up, but I need to be pulled up first. But I sure. mean, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that happen. But eventually, I I would like to see um, people that I care about um, have something to live for, really, because you know um, we find everybody kind of has their thing, right? Yeah. And, and like you know, you have people that love sports. You have people that love going to the gym. You have people that love eating healthy. You have people that love meeting different types of girls every night, right? So you have these things that are like, you know, but then you have graffiti, which is all bad, bro. Yeah. There's nothing positive that comes from it. There's no um, financial gain. Um, this is all for the fucking love. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is loving something that is not loving you back. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. To hang in there and to deal with this shit. Um, yeah, you're, you're, I, mean, I mean, dude, like you're risking your freedom. You're, you're risking, you're risking, dude, there's people that killed over this shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's so much. There's so much that could go wrong and it does. So it's right. only a matter of time. So, you yeah. know, you keep playing with fucking fire, you're going to get burned. So absolutely. you're going to get burned. Man. Yeah. And like, you know, how many times, you know, could you get burned and stay alive or, it's, or eat you up? You know what I mean? So um, anyway. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Back to us vaping. Crazy, huh? No fucking clouds, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know what? I, I want to throw, throw my sponsors out there right quick. Um, are you a coffee guy? You drink coffee? Oh me? Yeah, you. I drink a lot of coffee. All right, good shit. All day. Maybe maybe you right. Bustelo. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I'm not mad at Bustelo either. But check it out. I have a I have a coffee company who sponsors the podcast. They're called Dead Sled Coffee. You follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. And CH, listen, if you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you put in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you get 15% off your order and it's free shipping anything over 40 bucks. And what's cool about them is they do all the kinds of shit with like musicians and shit. And they also, they just signed a contract. They're doing a nightmare blend. You're a Freddy guy, right? I love Freddy Krueger from a baby. Yeah. Well, Dead Slight Coffee has a nightmare blend coming out. They legitimately are working with Robert Englund and they're making a nightmare blend. So they're into like horror shit. Yeah, yeah, and, me too. Yeah, and dope. music shit. But the coffee company, it's, it's, it's owned by only a couple people. It's small and it's dope. So I'm not just saying this to you. I'm saying this to everybody listening. No, I support. Out, I'm just so love. Yeah. Check out Dead Sled Coffee, DeadSledCoffee.com, and the same thing on Instagram. Um, real well, quick, let me tell you about a company that always sponsored me. Talk to me. A, a Life, man. A Life. Okay. Clothing store in Manhattan. So it's okay. a downtown clothing store. It's called A Life. Um, they're pretty popular, but they always like yo from a kid before when I was like an idiot and like a reckless, they still gave me clothes. Like anytime I go in there, they were like, Charlie, here, take this, take the new hoodies. Like, you know, right. and to this day, they're, they're sending you like, yo, they look out for me, man. So shout outs to A-Life, Rob right. Jess. Where, right. where, where are they in Manhattan? Well, they closed down the store. Now they're just online. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, Rivington Street, but it's gone. I hear you. Well, there is a store 
in the West Village that also sponsors the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. It's Generation Records mm-hmm. on, them, on, on Instagram at Generation Records, and they're located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village. So far, they survived this whole shit. So the brick and mortar spot is actually still open. But if you're not in the New York area, you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and you can order shit online. Vinyl, books, hoodies, T-shirts, everything. So check them out at Generation Records. And last but not least, and then we can go on with our regular conversation. You want shirts printed up? New Republic Printing. NewRepublicPrinting.net and New Republic Printing on Instagram. Now, the shit about these dudes are there's no setup fees, there's no screen fees, and if you get your orders shipped to a commercial address, like your job, like like the tattoo shop or something, it's free UPS ground shipping. So you can get a 1,000 shirts made and have 50 boxes delivered. It doesn't cost you a dime. Nobody, nobody does that, bro. New Republic Printing on Instagram, newrepublicprinting.net. Those are my sponsors. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. So, what brings you out to Massachusetts, my man? Uh, yo, I mean, the, the bottom line is I winded up like, uh, it's funny because this is like current and, and like makes sense. So, I, I started, uh, I was in Florida and um, I used to have an apprentice at a tat- uh, apprenticeship in a tattoo shop. And um, I owned the halfway houses. And I was working at the t- tattoo shop also. Obviously, I had 50 badass kids, right? Right. That's a lot to manage. These are people that are running in the bathroom. Be like, they come home, run in the bathroom, and like shoot heroin and like drop dead. So right. like, you know, this is, and I have 50 of those, right? Trying to fucking kill themselves. Right. So I was doing that, but I was on Sundays, I was working at a tattoo shop. And I had the apprenticeship, but I couldn't get the projects done that they wanted done. Right. They wanted me to do watercolor paintings, five of them, and then bring them in on Sunday. I couldn't do that. Right. Right. I didn't have the time, but right. I had the passion. But So anyway, um, I, I go back, you know, to the halfway house, whatever. And um, I'm in Florida now. I just went. It was last year. And I went to see if I get my apprenticeship back. And they were like, Charlie, you're 41 years old. You're too old to start tattooing, bro. They're like, by the time they were like, by the time you have 10 years in, you'll be 50, your back will be shot. Yeah. You know, they they told me this, right? And I was I was kind of crushed because um I was like obsessed with it and I felt like it was a a good fit for me. But um I'm not saying that it's like someone coming to me at 40 years old and saying, Hey, I want to start writing your feet. I beg buddy, you should have been doing that. You missed that boat. And find something else. Right. So, you know, that was said to me. So um, I said something like on Instagram about it, right? And uh, a a girl reached out to me and um, was like, yo, fuck that shit. You know, you know, this, that, you know. And uh, she was in the tattoo business. And uh, we winded up, you know, talking, talking, talking. And we winded up linking up and meeting and really liking each other. And um, we got together, man, and we made, made it happen. Beautiful. So uh, long story short, I'm tattooing now. That's awesome. 
that's changed my changed my life, man. Yeah, that's that's a fucking beautiful thing. It's a positive thing, man. It's all good. Yeah, she uh, she's been um, you know, every night, you know, like every night, I struggle of running outside and writing graffiti. There's so many things I want to write on that I see. So last night it was snowing. I'm like, oh, I can fucking go do this spot. I won't do my name. I'll do DG or Kez Five and you know something like that. And um, then I say like. What happened to me every time I went out at four o'clock in the morning? I got seven times. I got you know this happened. I went so you know like um, I don't I don't do those type of things no more, man. I, I'm kind of like you know it's a year now. She has a kid. Um, the kid just warmed up to me like recently. Like he used to not like you know he's 14 years old. He, you know, but he just started like you know I'm cooking yeah. a breakfast now and like you know so I have like you know like the family thing going. That's a beautiful um, thing. That's good shit. Uh, it's very, very beautiful. Like I cook and shit, bro. And like, um, who who would have thought, you know? But um, yeah, you know, I, my my mind's on um, being responsible and, and making people's lives better and not bringing fucking horror into their life yeah. or a sad story or being a typical guy jerk off that that does the wrong thing and like sh- hurts. The girl, like I'm tired, bro. People been hurt enough, man. Yeah. I don't want to hurt nobody, bro. Right. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to fucking. Yeah, we're affecting people's lives, man. Yeah. Yeah. You do that, then the next guy, like I'm getting the the fucking <laughs> the beating from the from the last guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of the perks are gone for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. And those days are over with. I'm not getting getting the that special treatment. Well, right. you know. That's okay, man. Yeah. Shit, man. That's a beautiful thing. So it's all positive stuff. Now, I'm not going to hold you hostage for too much longer, but but you did mention, if, if people don't know, but you got to say to rest in peace, DG. Um, yeah. And and you just mentioned Kez 5 as well. Yeah. He's Kez 5. Um, I guess, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I guess, correct me if you're wrong. You Did you meet him through J.A. or, or no? No, uh, no. I fucking... Um, Kez 5, I'm talking okay. about. So my, my life, when I was a kid, so you go through certain stages in your life, like with graffiti. I told you when, when DG, when I met DG, my life took off um, uh, on a certain level, right? Yeah. But when I was a kid, there was a kid in my neighborhood that wrote um, Go 7. And his his first cousin was Scuff, and um, Scuff and Kes Five were obviously partners. Yeah. So, um, when my mind, when um, so I I like Scuff, Scuff and Kes Five changed my life as far as like their graffiti was all over so much that you had to like almost like pull up your pants and be like, wow, I'm in for like, uh, I'm, this is not going to not be easy. This, right. is, this is something like, you know, like it's not easy. And I can never compare to, uh, to those guys. Um, you know, um, he was, I was actually going back and forth a while back with scuff and we were actually supposed to do this. I have to hit him up again and see if he'll come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't really, um, that's somebody remember when you asked me that question um i don't know he probably thinks i'm crazy man but um you know i was always seeking like like his approval in general because um he's one of the only people that know me from from like like you know from from like 
uh, before, like, he knew me as Baby CH. Like, he met me before and stuff like gotcha. that. And um, I always kind of, like, was, you know, like, you figure you see somebody, like, like oh, you're friends with my cousin fucking 30 years ago. You're still fucking here. You know, you yeah. get that. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, people are different. And, like, maybe, maybe you know, that, that's not for everybody. But, um, you know, I, I fucking, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I fucking, um. I love those dudes, man. And that that's that. A lot of graffiti writers go, like, oh, it's corny, whatever. But you know, in my life, is Scuff, Scuff was the sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And uh Kez Five. Um, so I met I met Kez Five like a bunch of times like, younger. And um Legend, bro. I mean, just like as a person, like him as a person, a lot of people don't like him. I don't know. I love that guy right like, i love him like he i can't get enough of him he left me voice messages before i saved him he sent me funny videos of him like making a canvas the way he talks is like it was like he he could have fucking i feel like like um been like a superstar like as far as like acting wise something like that but um yeah kez five he wasn't my my great friend we were cool and um and uh he was he was advanced in his own way that uh people there's certain people that are naturally special and to me you know maybe not to everybody but to me it was it was a very special person so yeah listen not Rest everybody likes like fucking everybody or everything it's whatever it's fine yeah i yeah. mean to me to me he was like the goat you know one yeah. of them sane 182 that was the other one um, you know, but those guys like Scuff, Kes Five, JA, you know, my boy Les, like these are people that that are putting in that pain. These are people that um, you know, really put their heart and soul into this. And um some people don't want nothing else from it, you know. Right. Like I would like to see um those guys be like rich. Uh, and like they're the ones that should be doing backgrounds and movies, like you know they have that privacy. Yeah. But that you know, like whatever it is, like they should be like, you know, um, I feel like profiting. But you know, someone like you know Jay might might be able to and don't want to. Right. But you know, um, the the heart and drive that like Lescott and shit like that, like that that could um, it, it's it's special energy, man. Yeah. Yeah, shit. That's good shit, dude. So, you just started tattooing. You it's very hard, bro. So, listen, I, I'm I'm very. I have a good hand. I have a very straight hand. I can pull a fucking straight line. I can, I'm good at pulling lines. I'm good at right. Like tattooing is so fucking hard, bro. Yeah. The depth to get the needle that sure. you, to the depth. Yeah. And pull that line straight your hand. So you like with graffiti, I write with my arm. Of course. Right? So yeah. you're writing with your hand now, right? And you gotta pull like like a certain it's very it's a whole so a whole different you, animal. Yeah. You know, you know what I realized? Sometimes, right? I have friends that tattoo and I'd be like, you know, say say like I heard them charge because they wouldn't really charge me, but I hear them talking to somebody else. I'm like, damn, you charge that motherfucking three hundred dollars for that? Yeah, bro. I mean, like, now I see why. I fucking yeah. see why. Yo, yeah. it takes you to cross-contamination, like, to set your shit up. 
Oh, yeah. Just to set up the tattoo takes a fucking hour or whatever. You know, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. And to get good like that and yeah. to pull lines like that, you deserve money. Absolutely. Not easy. I had it, no idea. I yeah. thought I was going to sit down. I thought I was going to tattoo people all day. Bro. No way. Yo, now I know what it really is. And it's a lot of fucking hard work. Yeah. It's, it's back breaking. It's mentally stressful. So I would say if you know a tattoo artist, you, you fucking should give them more money or tip them more because yeah. it's it's not easy to gain. People say like, oh, he, it only took him 20 minutes. What the fuck I have to pay $300 for? For the for his skill, motherfucker. Yeah, you're taking That's- this shit. You're taking this shit to the especially like new kids, like young kids out of getting tattoos on their face. They, they think it's going to come off. You're taking this shit to the ground. You know what I mean? It's it's like they'll they'll be the same person. Will be like, you paid three hundred dollars for that, but they have three hundred dollars sneakers on their feet. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's well. Listen, man. The, the thing is, is that um, I I, res- I have a respect for tattooers in general yeah. now so, that I would never uh, normally have. I'm starting to see what like it's so funny, man. I'm looking at people that like I respected, like as my friends that tattooed me. Now yeah. I'm looking at their shit and I'm like, oh no, nah, they, they ain't as good as I thought they were. Sure. So, I mean, um, I'm never going to, you know, this is something that um, just because you're an artist don't mean that you could tattoo. And nope. there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm not going to become the best tattoo in the world. I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to do some pretty decent, cool fucking tattoos. Yeah. Just um, do bullshit. Simple, yeah. And do my shit and, and, you know, stick to my script. But there's people out there that are truly amazing. So oh, there's shout out to them, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. So now, now, can people like hit you up and shit and like get like buy like canvases and shit and stick a pack? Yeah, I sell them all day. Yeah, I, I, um, you have you have a you have a legit website. Yeah, I do. Yeah, what is it? Um, Plug website. It. Uh, it's charliethehustler.com. dot com. Is it charliethehustlerart.com? No, I think it's Charlie the Hustler. I think charliethehustler.com. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, the website's it's on my Instagram. My, my Instagram is charlie underscore the underscore hustler. Yeah. H-U-S-T-L-E-R, not with an A. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking, you know, I do all types of, uh, I got a lot of shit going, man. I got some ill hats coming out. Nice. When, when I say ill, I mean they're coming in a, like a, a special box. Nice. You, you know, so like, um, you know, I, I got, you know, I got my little projects coming out. I'm finally starting to get get some recognition. But yeah, yo, so I help support Charlie, man. Yeah, fucking without a doubt. Times is rough. I don't have a fucking job. I mean, like, you know, nobody's fucking working. Yeah. So you know, whatever. Help you help the real ones out, man. Fuck. Exactly. You have all I see all these people thriving that don't deserve it, and then yeah. the real motherfuckers that deserve it, yeah. they then jail. Or they're fucking like struggling. So yep. still looking out for the real ones, man. Yeah. How about fucking Charlie the Hustler? Will you? You know? Smart, smart enough. Support. Yeah, no doubt. Well, good shit, dude. I won't hold your hosses no more, but I think this was dope. All right, good, man. I you hope good? it is. I, I hope, I, yo, I'm, I'm good. I appreciate all the love I get. Um, So shout outs to, to everybody that, um, that watches the shit and shout out to uh, my guy. What's his name? Um, uh, John, John Joseph. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout out to that guy, man. <laughs> yeah. No I doubt. love that guy. 
Yo, I love you, John Joseph. <laughs> awesome, dude. All right, listen, Charlie, be safe. We'll definitely keep in touch. I'll let you know when, exactly when this is going to drop. I'll Obviously, we're in contact all the time anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was very, uh, yeah, actually, we have been in contact a lot. It was very nice to meet you, man. Yeah, it was nice to meet you too, bro. You're a good dude, man. So. Yeah, likewise. This yeah. was super easy. This was cool. I had a feeling this was going to be fun. Yeah. And listen, when the, like, your next project comes out, or when your hats drop, or whenever you want, even if there's no nothing really actually going on, like a like an event or whatever, we could always do a part two, man. It's all good. Whatever, you, whatever you want to do. Listen, man, I, I'm here. I'm available. I love the culture. I love us. Yeah. And any way I can contribute to to life and, and to our life, uh, I'm here, man. Sounds like a plan, bro. Listen, right? listen. Focus on those tattoos. You're doing good shit. I wish nothing but the best for you, bro. And regardless, just stay safe, man. Keep your head up and we'll be in touch. Much love. Much Happy love. holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas, all that. Yes. Stay safe out there. Yo, respect, Charlie. All right. Later, Peace. brother.